Hello and welcome to the Freeman Field Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children, but one at birth was confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food, have their say on the Premier League. It just flows from me now, guys, doesn't it? It's great. Still reading from your notes, so, so you're not that impressed. Okay, but it's, it's, man. it still flows. That's you good, Darren? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, I'm all right. You good? Yeah, I'm, Michael, you good? Yeah, I'm good, man, I'm good. And the man that got us 50 views on SoundCloud is back. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, of course. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say it's less of a three in the midfield than more of a four-four-two diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, four-four-two diamond. Something that Rogers needs to. Boy, anyway. yes. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Not that game, of course. It wasn't uh, the first game of the weekend. That goes to Everton, Chelsea, three-one. <laughs> Nays, Nays Smith with the perfect hat trick. It's got and. Uh, Match it's got the on the goals for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very Man happy about this result. <laughs> it's a great start from Martinez, man. Especially, well, especially Naismith. Came off the bench for um, the injured Bessic, of course. Perfect hat trick. Not a bad day at the office, was it, guys? Not at all. Not at all. You know what the um, the way they couldn't handle. No, no, no. Let me not. Let me not um, talk about Everton. Let me go to Chelsea because um, Wait, Ivanovic- how long have you got? There's it, so it, many problems with Chelsea. Ivanovic here right now. I, as, as much as I used to love him right now he's just he's shocking and if you spent 15 million or so was it on Baba Raman it's about time you're not playing him yeah you're not playing it's about time you put him at left back and give, um, put Aspilicueta back at right back because Ivanovic right now is exposed and I think most of the goals were through his faults him so, him and Fabregas really yeah. dropped down the level Fabregas has been missing since January yeah, yeah. So. same with so, Actually, it's not just him; it's Diego Costa. It's exactly the same. He's, actually, he's only scored four goals. I'm, I'm at it already. You four goals from the middle of January last year, from last season even. So, like, it, the, the drop off form is coming from top spot with Chelsea. The whole team's playing poorly. Yeah. I mean, you go from obviously Courtois injured now. Uh, so, I mean, there's only so much as a goalkeeper can do to stop goals. I think Begovic made a few decent saves, but you know, defensively they were poor. Um, who was, was Terry back? Terry was back. It was Terry and Zuma in, in the back. That's it. But I feel I feel like Mourinho wants to push Zuma into the first team now. That's I think. Um, yeah. Although I've got another issue with one of those goal, the goal that he scored from long range, and just the lack of closing down for the shot. Oh, if you look at my match, turned his back, made himself as small as possible. Like if you're not playing well, at least put in a hundred percent effort, and that wasn't indicative of somebody putting a hundred percent effort. Um, that. That small clip was just proof of how bad the season is going. Because Ivanovic, years before, would have just dove in and blocked it, and then Chelsea would have gone on the counter attack. Yeah, um, I think I hope uh, Matic's, Matic's goal doesn't cover over how poor his performance was. Because this season so far, they've all been. His poor. job isn't to score from twenty-five yeah, yards. Exactly. <laughs> Hazard went missing again. Um, He's become much more ineffective. I don't. I don't think he's went. He's, he's been missing for like the whole since the start of the season. I think he's just stayed on holiday. Hazard hasn't turned up. Nope, yeah. No, he hasn't. I mean, he's had five games and he's had no goals and he's had forty percent shot accuracy. That means he's not even hit the target half the time he's shot. <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. And um, Pedro. I don't want to criticize Pedro too much. It's too early for yeah, you yeah. to criticize Pedro at one of them goals, though. He didn't run back. Yeah, that's the, and that's the issue. But that's that's where I was going to go on because it's a bit hypocritical of Mourinho in the sense that I understand Pedro did sort of play that role at Barca, but that's because he didn't have to do that because he had 
Messi is staying forward. I mean, you're not going to stay forward if Messi is staying forward. Um, at Chelsea, he has to work a more defensive role in the sense that the Premier League, the way the game works in the Premier League, the rhythm is so much different. And he has, he started well against a poor West Brom side, let's be honest. Um, face a good Everton side, he was poor. I mean, it wasn't just him, but you sold Matter for his yeah. so-called defensive problems, which he's not a great defender himself, he doesn't really track back. And you buy a player that doesn't really do that same role. So for me, it didn't work. And William starting on the bench, I think, was just a, a poor decision because William does that work. Another thing that would really worry me about Chelsea is that they played two defensive midfielders. They played Mikel and Matic. Yeah. And yet, Ross Barkley and Nate Smith were still able to cause so much trouble through the middle of the pitch. They were, so, they were still able to find the spaces. And every Mourinho team, every successful Mourinho team has had uh, two defensive midfielders or a defensive midfielder that absolutely shields the defence in the best team that Chelsea had they had Essien and Makalele who were looking after the defence looking after Terry's lack of um, pace and they just don't seem to be turning up this season and it's just something that is getting exploited more and more over the course of this season Do you, I've got a question for you guys do you reckon that Chelsea's form this season is down to Mourinho's naivety not to rebuild the squad or just that the players are not playing well? I don't think the players are playing well. Yeah. I don't feel like Chelsea are that far behind anybody. I feel that the players aren't playing well. Hazard hasn't scored a goal yet. I think some of the players are too comfortable. Yeah. That's what I think too. Because, I mean, right now, Hazard doesn't have a challenger in this sense for his spot. Um, Terry still will not have a challenge for his spot because it's between Kerry and... um, Kerry? Cahill. Who's Kerry? And I don't have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cahill and Zuma. Um, Matic is quite safe. I mean, he knows that Mikel's not benching him ever. But then you've got to realise who, who... Fabregas has been missing for long and he's still starting games quite confident. Yeah, but who could, who could Chelsea bring in that's going to challenge Eden Hazard? No, like, no, no, he's, no, no, He's probably one of the top of the others that no, but, aren't Ronaldo Messi. No, he's but, around no, that but, area, so no, it's really hard to get a replacement. No, 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 but what, 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 what I'm saying pressure. is... What I'm saying is... I mean, you're not going to play the players that are on that level all the time. But what I'm trying to say is, it's good to have a squad of players that, if he's not playing well, and a player plays in his position for one or two games and uh, it's on form, it's not it's not a bad idea. Just get to the goals of the game, of course. Um, Naismith came on after a great bit of link-up play between him and Galloway for the first one. Then the second was a sublime strike from yeah. Naismith. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish Thomas Miller. Fully is, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the Scottish Thomas Wilder. The Matic out of out of out of nowhere Matic quarter. It's something like that. Thirty five yards, pull it of a shot into the top quarter. Then um, you still didn't see them win the game, man. Yeah, so, no. It was we we definitely all um, Everton in that game. We've got to give Everton credit, a lot of credit, because they had a lot of youth in their backline. They had Stones and Galloway, two teenagers in their defence. Very well. Galloway got the assist and he's he's, made, he's more of the made up for the absence of Leighton Baines he's been still on the defence from an attacking sense and a defensive sense um, they they were fantastic from top to bottom one of the pitch um, I just they had one of those performances that will make Everton fans think why can't we play this every week because they're a problem for teams they they have quality all over the pitch but is it down to how well Everton performed or how badly Chelsea played a bit of both Everton were fantastic a bit of both Everton were absolutely fantastic but I, I just say that in the same sense of um, you see that game that they played at Goodison last season 
um, with Chelsea and then even though as good as Everton played Chelsea um, were better Chelsea were just better so it's not like I'm just saying that Chelsea the way Chelsea have been playing has been absolutely atrocious I'm just <laughs> uh, you, you don't you don't feel like they would have beaten the I saw Chelsea. them as I saw them as genuine t- title challengers I saw them as a team that was going to be able to challenge the Premier League once again because they still have because even last season the reason why they won the league was not only because of the starting line that they had but because of the depth so now I'm looking at this team now it's just that they have not shown up yeah and you've lost three in your first five yeah yeah it's not even hit October yet they've got the same amount of points, points as Bournemouth who got absolutely bad it's at, they're, well. they're 17th in the table we know that's going to change by the end of the season but for you to even be defending there's a reason why teams are not able to defend the title after they've won it and for Mourinho to stand there and say that he does not need to buy new players or really rebuild the squad, I think that's a bit of a naivety, honestly. Yeah, a bit of naivety. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll keep with a, a naive manager. Let's go to Arsenal and uh, Stoke. Ooh, gosh. Not really. That hurt my heart, you know. <laughs> who, who, who are you calling naive? Ouch. Arsene Wenger, of course. Ooh, that hurt my heart. Mm-hmm. Even though both your strikers <laughs> scored this weekend. Even though both our strikers scored this weekend. Striker that ain't really a striker, but okay. Okay, okay. Well, right. As we're, as we're going to okay, talk about... Let's get, let's get into the game. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. you're the one throwing unnecessary digs at your manager. <laughs> not really. Not really. <laughs> I wouldn't call it to be fair, I wouldn't call it unnecessary, to be honest, right now. It's not unnecessary. Some of the stuff that's going on in let's that Let's get club. to the score. You won't okay. say that when Vega retires. I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, I'll call him a great manager. I'll say he's a great manager, but you know... Anyway, two goals uh, for Arsenal, two nil. Uh, Walcott uh, and uh, Giroud. It's all Arsenal first half. Butlin was called into action early on and often. Sanchez save was probably the the one that really stood out. The first goal came from uh, inverted commas here, the amazing Coquelin tackle. Then Ozil with a delightful ball over the top to Walcott, who brought it down really well was, and finished that it. Was a what I just like to point out for anybody listening, the um, Kale put in amazing tackle in quotation marks with his fingers I did and he's an Arsenal fan and the thing is the reason why I point out is because that tackle has been blown up into proportion so, so much out of proportion because Arsenal have not had a midfielder, midfielder who can put their foot on the ball and make a tackle since Gilberto Silva that's true so when somebody's done it it's like oh my god what's this like, it led to a goal as well like, every midfield has a tackler and it just now yeah, Arsenal seem to have one they suddenly they've missed it man yeah. yeah but then to be fair to be fair to Cochrane he's um, the third most proficient tackler in the league with 19 tackles that have been successful the guy's a defensive juggernaut yeah, to be fair, yeah, he's he's done very very well for where he's come from and where he's got. But I still believe that Arsenal really need to to shore up if he ever gets injured because Flamini and Arteta really just won't cut it for Arsenal. Um, but also, I'm gonna go and talk about the sort of unfair jabs at Walcott that I know are coming. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of him as a as a forward, but the facts are he scored three and four, and he scored eleven in eleven games as well. No, no doubt. I think so. You can't. You've got to give him credit where it, where it's due. I think the only thing I see with Arsenal, especially for the first um, game that they've won at home this season, um, you just got to give him credit for that. Yeah. But at the same time, I just keep looking at the team, and I feel like the biggest issue with them I've always had mainly is them finishing their chances. Um, just about to say it. chances 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 
Definitely. Both. I think if they convert a lot more their chance because we know that Arsenal can win a games like this. They always beat Stoker. Yeah. They always beat Stoker at home. Stoker's never beat him at home. Yeah. We always knew that we're going to win that kind of game but the situation for me is that if you're really going to try and challenge for the Premier League there has to be games where you're going to get chances that you have to finish. If, uh, if you're looking at the teams that will traditionally challenge for a title, title even Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal-ish and Manchester City Nobody United, really, nobody really, other than City, which breaks my heart to say, has a goal scorer that you're going to think, yeah, he's probably going to score 30. Money but Aguero. When it's squeaky bum time, there's only going to be one guy that I would rely on it. out of any of the strikers that are any of them season is Aguero. Yeah. The, so the fact that Arsenal has not scored that many goals, when it comes to. Um, when it comes to it in the broad scheme of things, they've not scored that much less than their direct competitors. <clears throat> Um, what they could be doing is putting themselves on a higher level which they want to but then again you've got to think the strikers that they wanted and the striker that they wanted primarily did not want to come so you've got to deal with what you've got I think the issue with them is that we know that when they're on a good run of form they can absolutely they can be absolutely unbeatable and but the issue for them is consistency yeah. that is not a deal, it's not a situation of the players that they have because if you look at them when they're consistent Aaron Ramsey can score Sanchez can score um, Kozor can can bag in a few you've got goals that are coming from all around the pitch but it's just a matter of consistency the only issue I will address with Arsenal this week is um, the whole injury situation with uh, Welbeck and Wilshere because uh, Welbeck's been injured since March and you've been waiting till now for him to get surgery obviously he's going to get worse in that time you're not improving mm. the situation um, Wilshere his um, frac- uh, hairline fracture was, was about six weeks ago it's got to the point now that they're gonna to have to put a metal plate in his leg. Uh, it's not this is thing. This injury situation has not. It's not a one season. It's been happening too many times at Arsenal for how many years now? It's getting ridiculous. I, d- I don't know if it's the manager's decision on when players should go for surgery. I don't know if it's the medical um, team. I don't know what's going on with the club. But I'm finding it quite perfect now because you know you've had you've had uh, one or two very unlucky injuries in Eduardo and um, Ramsey, just for example. But then all the other niggling injuries to other players. I mean, Diaby was a situation where he just kept on getting injured. He was unlucky. Other players. Wilshere is exactly the same. Wilshere keeps getting injured. That role as well. yeah, but, but then you look at Welbeck, who never, never, never had, had injury crisis at United. Now he's getting so many injuries. Even Ozil. Ozil last season, when he got injured, I think it was last season. Um, he was injured for three months. He was injured for three months. But before that time, he told the manager I'm injured, and the manager kept on playing him. I don't know whether that was Ozil saying I can still play. Or I don't know if that's Wenger saying I'm still going to play. It's probably like German gurus. Maybe. It's just, it's ridiculous. But it's been happening for too many years. And lots of Arsenal fans will tell you the exact same thing. I don't know what the issue is, but they need to fix it as quick as possible because it's madness. Get back to the game. Should Gabriel have been sent off for that elbow? Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. How do you, how, how are you finding I'm that I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him. What I'm saying is Arsenal seem like they've got a defender who is finally nasty. It's been a while since Arsenal have had a quote-unquote nasty defender and I think that could only really help them as a development as a football club. He is a good defender, just a bit of a madman at times. But he was styles like Villarreal as well. So it a... so how are you guys finding that partnership, him and Koscielny? It's all right. It's, it's, I mean, it's early. Yeah, it's done... too early to decide. And also, we've got to think about it with Stoke. They've got a very, very new forward line um, it, it'd be really good to see how the Arsenal partnership will, will come up against yeah. a, a seasoned 
team that knows how to attack you know, and knows how to play with each other. I think every game that Gabriel has played, I think um, he's played 11 games for Arsenal now and they've only conceded four, which is good. So that's a good stat. Um, it was a comprehensive, comprehensive victory for Arsenal yesterday. It was quite simple. They controlled the game and probably should have scored about five. But, you know, that's for the partnership. It is good. It's a good start so far. It's a very good start. Talking about Stoke, because we've, we've spoken a lot about Arsenal this particular fixture. Um, I feel like as we mentioned before that Mark Hughes has taken the team too far one way and he's not given because I feel like it's, even though Arsenal have the Cockland now I still feel like they can be bullied I can still feel like you can rough them up a little bit and I feel like if you're going to get points away at Arsenal that's how you got to go about it you've got to be mean you've got to get in their face you've got to make them uncomfortable you can't let them play whereas Stoke has now assembled the team for the ball players but their team for the wall players is not going to be better than Arsenal's. What they did have, what they had for years, and what made them a solid Premier League team was the physicality and the fight to be able to come to anyone and say, we're going to make this as difficult as, as possible. We're going to make it hard for you to want to play. But now, Stoke want to play football against you, which is all great to watch. And I bet their fans love it when it's going well. But I feel like they, they're lacking the balance to, to be where they want to be. But... They've got a good team and they will they will click and when they do click they'll be nice to watch. Uh, good to see Bojan come back as well, by the way. Back from injury, he came off. He came off the bench, I think. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it was good to see him. They're going to start. They just need to be better. I just think, um, they go back to the roots and being defensive. Yeah. And that's what I've got to say. I ain't got really much to say about stick. They're really starting to deny me. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, there's just certain teams in the Premier League right now I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to Stoke um, this season, especially with the signs that they bought. But it just seems that they've gone too far away. And I've always said, and like I said before last time, I just said that I've always seen that Mark Hughes has always had a consistent issue of when he signs players of joining them together. So maybe it might be, I think there are the jury is out for this guy. As much as people don't see it, I see it. Um, man, that's all I got to say about that team, man. Okay, let's. Go to a team. Let's go to two teams that you might have a bit more to say about. Crystal Palace, Man City, one uh, 0 victory for Manchester City. Both teams had early chances here and there. Balassi and Nasri missing clear cut chances. Really attacking game. Both keepers were quite busy. Joe Hart with the save of the weekend, possibly. Um, how do you guys find the match? Uh, I feel like it's uh, it's a measure of how how far Crystal Palace have come. That they've managed to take the team that's probably the best of the league probably going to win the title um, to the 90th minute to get a goal which came from uh, a rebound um, Christopher Harris can take a lot of heart from this game um, so could City because they did that thing of, of scraping the result at the end that's really what I, I want yeah, to say about that's this the, that's the look of champions yeah, yeah Christopher Harris is a hard game away I mean Liverpool know that uh, Arsenal have known that once in a while United have known that as well so you know, when you go to a ground like that, you just have to um, you have to find a way to control the game. And I can't say silence the crowd because their ultras always make a lot of noise, regardless of the result. Tristan but, Palace ultras. <laughs> but um, no, but uh, no, it, it was it was a good attended game. It wasn't like Palace were dom- dominated. Like, you know, they had their chances as well. Um, just praise to Hinacho for smelling that goal. Yeah, because he was on the move before the shot was even taken. As soon as um, whoever it was swung his foot back, he was on the move. Because he knew as a striker, if this goalkeeper parries the ball, That's I have to be to there first. It, yeah. And it was right from the goal, and well, butcher. So, credit to him. 
Well, KDB or Kevin De Bruyne got his uh, first game for City. Average performance. Average? You put through... Well, I feel you like... You see that City like, that gave to Navas? Yeah, it's average performance. I feel like... My opinion. Once he, once he gets going, he'll be fine. I just think they should stop playing 4-4-2. Yeah. I agree with that. I have... Well, they don't really play 4-4-2. They, they like, played 4-4-2 in that game because they played... Yeah, Bernie because... Um, Sterling and Aguero, both Richard Sterling just got... Injured a couple of days before the mm-hmm. before the game, it made them switch systems. But the situation I've always had is that it's just evident that the four four two has never really worked for them, yeah. in my opinion. Um, Silva, in the, obviously having not having Silva there, I would have rather placed someone like a, a KDB. I would have put a KDB in the hole there and let him have the opportunity to play there, and then use one of your. You could use you can actually suffice to use one of your attacking midfielders to mm. play in the wide position mm. while you still have Navas. So. And that way, instead of having two strikers, you just have one in the hole. And maybe, especially now, because now they've lost Sergio Aguero, they've lost their main goal scorer. Yeah. Now you have to look to both with Boney somehow carry the load. So, credit to them because it just shows them that even from the bench, they have someone that's going to step up and score and go in the natural. Um, I still think that they're, they're definitely the favourites. Um, but they just should not, they should try their best to stay away from a 4 4 2 formation. That's the problem they're giving themselves right now because. Um, They've got, I think they've got too many midfielders. Not too many in the sense that they were playing a lot. They've one. not got they're enough good. of the of the right midfielders. Yeah, they, got the they haven't got a right balance in their depth. Yeah, because not all of them playing the same position. They haven't got a load of number tens or a yeah. load of defensive midfielders. But the balance is not hundred percent there. I think with Fernandinho and Yaya Torre, they have that perfect two in their midfield. Whether they play four four two or they play a four two three one or whatever they want to play. So fitting the Bruyne now is a situation where you think, okay, the silver go back to the left and then Sterling there never stay there yeah, did, get dropped did they lose their natural yeah. whip which has been helping them so much yeah. this season so it's, it's interesting to see but um, in terms of Palace I just think they made a mistake in saying Glenn Murray because some of the chances that they had or they were trying yeah. to create some of his he movement would have benefited them yeah Dwight didn't do any uh, yeah. any favours for himself plus yeah, he's, Dwight, he's, he's, Dwight gives a different type of striker and he's, he's decent they're both decent strikers but some strikers are different and the way a certain striker will move off the ball is so much better to you know I mean he, I think he's just got better movement than Dwight Gill and I think some of the chances they're trying to create as last season Glenn Murray, Glenn Murray did quite get, get quite a bit of goals because he was in the right position at the right time because he read it I don't know if Dwight Gill's got that reading and off the ball movement to his game yet but also you know, Glenn Murray is probably the if we well, if you put it back in that past my lineup, he is the most experienced, most wily of the strikers. You got yeah. Patrick Bamford, he's young. Conor Wickham is young and very hot and cold. You got Dwight Gale, who the jury's out on him on this play in Liverpool because that's the only game he decides to really show people what he can do. So um, it's it's a weird one with Palace, but they they could very much look at this game with nothing but pride and being able to keep their um, performance level so high. You know, um, it's one thing where um, I like I like I like what Pardew's doing with the squad, but I just hope that he doesn't go too far into this whole youthful thing because when you've got too many youthful strikers, the pressure's obviously on them to get the goal, and you know, it's not getting the goals. The pressure's raised, but they'll be okay. Another two indecisions in that match. Um, should Dan and Tori have been sent off? No, I uh, don't think so. Torres? I mean. He- Double footed him, and it seemed like that. It seemed. Uh, it, it Both of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you can give a reference. I mean, two footed tackles are, are, should be a red, but the nature I don't of it. I know if it really was a two footed tackle. I think it's just because Torres is long. 
they were both bad tackles and they both could have been reds in the other days but I don't think it was I think it's because it's a very high intensity game those tackles come flying in but I think you've got to be really careful other with. referees will have given them reds there's yeah. those things Pardew and uh, Pellegrini gone to 50 Pelle- plus on, on, on. Pard- Pardew shouldn't have been where he was but Pellegrini shouldn't have that grabbed him and yeah, I mean, it was little handbags. They had shook hands. Yeah, so it was all right. There's previous between those two. Yeah, they could be. Pardew called him a senior next Tuesday, didn't Yeah, I mean, Pardew shouldn't have been that far up. That's the truth. But he was protesting this player's thing, but you know you know where your area is. Pellegrini grabbing on Tim and friending back, I think was unnecessary. But, you know, yeah, they shook hands, so no big deal. Okay, let's go to Norwich Bournemouth now. 3-1 Norwich. Jerome Houlihan and Jarvis for Norwich. Got the three goals. Cook at the very end. Bournemouth had a chance to take the lead early on, didn't they? With um, Callum, I think it was Callum. Yeah, yeah. First name basis. <laughs> um, really could have changed the complexion. Of the this match, this this it? this match worries me. Great tackle from Rupert. if if you if you're gonna be a if you're a Bournemouth fan, you, you've got to be worried by these types of results because this is a team that's come up with you. Not only is it a team that's come up with you, it's a team that's. Brought in one striker on the low, oh God, I think on the three, and uh, Robbie Brady at left back for seven million. Um, so they've not massively strengthened their squad. Um, nor neither have like Bournemouth really, because Gradle couldn't play and Biggs was injured. And so I think only Joshua King was there. Um, to, was a side that they played themselves. But to lose three one quite convincingly, and uh, to look so open away from home. Is, is is very 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 troubling. Norwich were good. Norwich were really good. Where's Hula? Where's Hula? Had an amazing good. game. He was shimpan in hand, didn't he? He's yeah. the uh, Meg the defender. Man, he sniffed the chance that much that he didn't. He could be bothered to, to put shimpan in. He wanted to create goals. He wanted to score goals. He just, he was unbelievable. Just Ooh. saying, um, man, like Cameron Jerome. Yeah, get himself on the score sheet despite our weekly criticism of him. You, you won't criticism. score for another five games, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> your weekly Give criticism. praise where praise is due. Uh, Matt Jarvis <laughs> as well scoring on his debut for Norwich yeah. as well. Like, they had a very, very good game. But yeah, Norwich can look forward to this and see how they can build, especially after a disappointing loss against Southampton. So it's a really good way to react after the international break. Yeah. But um, Bournemouth, Bournemouth should be worried. And both need to need to tighten up in in defence if they're gonna have any chance of staying up. You can't be considering three goals against the team that you've been promoted with as well. Yes, indeed. Well, so got the, they got the goals, and Cook restores some pride for Bournemouth in the end. Um, how do we see who's going down? <sighs> Listen. <laughs> you all know Norwich is going down. Why are we trying to like it's a difficult question? <laughs> no, no, because I was, I was going to say both. The yellow and green, man. That and don't the yellow and green and don't I'm, stay in the Premier League for more than one I want to say um, Sunderland will add to that, but you know, I'm I'm really unsure about whether um, Bournemouth are going to go down because you, I believe that Callum Wilson will get them goals. He's, he's one of the joint top goal scorers already with four, I mean, uh, so he's got the. Uh, you should score today. I, I take, yes, I, I take, Sunday I take, even. I take that point, but then Callum, um, what's his name? Charlie Austin scored 18 or something, and then QPR they go yeah. with QPR were a horrible team in disarray. Yeah, There's team, a lot more order in Bournemouth than there was in QPR. Oh, I don't yeah, think it's course, really fair I mean, to compare. You know, I think I think their challenge to stay up the top only depends on if they can convert their chances. Yeah, because 
I've said before that like, they play really good football yeah. they play really good positive football but if they can't convert the chances against some of these teams they yeah. are going to get punished also, and because of that we've seen a lot of teams that have come in the Premier League and have been relegated due to the fact that they couldn't finish their yeah. chances in games that they should have so I'm still taking time on Bournemouth I do agree with you with Callum Wilson I do think he's going to score a lot of yeah. goals um, I, I, when I think about Norwich I just keep forgetting they're in the Premier League to be honest <laughs> <laughs> One of those irrelevant clubs, isn't it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't. me as a team that actually wants, actually has a drive to say, "All right, we're in the Premier League now." You don't know where Let's the goals are gonna go and yeah. where we're gonna go because you. Come on, it says a, it says a lot. Cameron Jerome is your lead striker to lead you forward. It says a lot when your most memorable moment in the Premier League was one of your owners coming out and shouting, "Let's be having you." And she's a part-time cook. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, what they, I they had a good game. It, those kind of games you have to win because they're essentially your rivals around that area. So yeah. it's a good start for them. Bournemouth needs to improve in that regard, but they do play good football. I'm not gonna. Uh, what I would, what final thing on Bournemouth and Norwich is I'd like to see if Norwich are able to have the mental fortitude to carry this form through into their next games, and also I would really be interested to see and would like to see whether Eddie Howell Howell even. Um, becomes more savvy and becomes more sort of closed and a little bit more tight at the back away from home because it's all well and good playing that expensive attacking football but you're going to get punished when you're playing better teams and, and they came from being the top of the tree in the championship to being the very bottom in the Premier League and they need to be very aware of the teams around them oh, the teams around them also in the next match that we're going to go to Watford uh, Swansea Watford being a team that are clearly around them um, Igalo got the goal in 59 minutes but I'm sent uh, so red horrible tackle very open game Watford squandered a lot of chances should Gomez got a penalty uh, probably <laughs> probably probably I don't know I don't know um, I was, when I saw that I, I was a bit undecided I wasn't sure I was, I'm still on the fence on that one I mean, I'm if, you, not gonna... if, you, if you're not 100% sure you can't really call it so yeah exactly if yeah. that's the case then you can't really give a penalty away but um, I, I, you know I am I, um, as bad as it sounds I think it's not bad I don't care I put um, Watford down to win because every team likes to do that against the team we support yeah, they'll, they'll beat this, this is the thing about like, I won't call small, uh, a smaller club because they're growing in stature but you know when they beat one of the big boys they got so called big both. boys by Watford and then when they go to Watford and then <laughs> it's, it's, it's <sighs> how how I'm credit, I mean credit to Watford as well it's not like they caught Swansea on a bad day no, they but I'm saying equally as well no but this is what I don't understand though is that Swansea are literally flying right now they're playing yeah. great football Gomez is scoring you've got um, Shelby getting I, Shelby's playing great football and you're going against a team that's struggling to find goals their starting strikers have only scored how many goals in the first four games? Igalo scored two. He scored two. Igalo scored two. Didi scored, scored three. Igalo no, scored three. Didi scored two. So, five. so I'm just I'm just looking at that and I'm just thinking they're a team that's struggling to find to find goals, even get a win, and you get popped. You know what it is, yeah? Footballers need to sharp, and I'm going to bring up this point. Last season when West Ham were flying, yeah, um, Andy Carroll said that they're in the title race. <laughs> And then you could actually you could actually go and find that uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a guardian like it's a and, guardian, then, uh, and then after Swansea beat United, Shelby comes out and says we will, we can get into the Champions League, and then look what happens. That's, that's right. When when your team that's not really in the, ever in the conversation because we always know when the Premier League comes, there's only four teams that are going to be in the conversation that's certified. 
dass Man United, Man City, Arsenal und Chelsea. 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 The pools and yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> I'm not even part of that. I'm just saying. But obviously, the fourth, the fourth place is always a place that's a little bit yeah. challenging. you got people coming, but there's always going to be a certified four that you're going to know that's going to be there. So, if you're a team that is on the come-up, and Swansea are on the come-up, we all doubt, know this. Without doubt. Without doubt. We know they're on the come-up. Stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay humble. Know your place. I'm saying this is because... Yes, you beat Manchester United because you've got our number. Yeah, but let's not forget the time that you got popped four nil at home when you were at home four nil in the first half against Chelsea last season. Yeah. Let's not forget that, please. There's just certain games we know that you're under come up, but you just need to stay grounded. I mean, they've got a really good manager, got a really good oh, team. Terrific manager. But what they need to do, as you were saying, is just really just sort of focus. Just on focus one game every at a time. Game. One game at a time. You have not. You are not there yet. You guys need to continue to grow. You play five games out of 38 and you're saying that you can definitely get in the Champions League when there's other teams that still haven't even shown up yet. Yeah. You know for a fact it's the players that are getting carried away because you know Gary Mock would no, never come without and say anything so without foolish. Doubt, without doubt. I was, I was John, Joe Sel- <coughs> John Joe Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me annoyed with this guy. John Joe Shelby. <laughs> what were you doing when Liverpool were trying to get back in the Champions League? Tell me what you were doing then. It was absolutely nothing. He did get into squad. Again, I'm not. John Joe Shelby. Title contenders, you know? And they got pumped. Champions League. Wow. What makes it worse is that Watford have changed their style. They weren't the open team in the championship anymore. Yeah. So not only did they score, but they, they, they now focus on keeping you out. And they kept Swansea out. Swansea yes, didn't get a goal. They're very good defensively. But do they have to worry about their lack of goals? Though? No. No, they don't. I don't think they have to. Let, I don't have to worry on the lack of goals because I feel that like they've got these strikers to score against the they've teams got two around very them. Very good strikers, and then two have a very good battery yeah. together. I think they need to stop trying to put Dini out wide every now and then. It's a bit weird because mm. obviously he's the striker. He's the, he is the striker. He's the main striker. Yeah. I and definitely want to see what Dini can do in this in this in this league. Yeah, but then you got to, you got to see the goal that they scored with Regalo goal. A goal. It was route one, though, wasn't it? It was route one, but then. It was movement of Didi that led to Gala's goals, a nod from Didi that led to Gala's goal. There's there's a definite relationship between those two strikers, oh, yeah. and this is why I think they don't have to worry about goals too much because with the teams around them, I have no doubt that Didi or Gala could put goals in against the Sunderland, against the Villas, against possibly even against Newcastle. Team, yeah, know. exactly. So um, I I think Watford are okay. I think what Watford are doing is very shrewd, and they've done it better than anybody else that's come up. And that's been able to shore up defensively. They had ten men, remember? They, have, they had ten men in that game, not for the whole game, but through some of it, and they still kept clean sheet. Uh, they conceded two goals against Everton, but they Everton scored three past Chelsea the other day. So you can clearly see the attacking prowess that um, Everton have. But Watford were able to pick the back and score too. So Watford do have the know-how. And they've got a lot of different players and they're all gelling together. But the more they play, they they can really get better as well. Because out of all the promoted teams, they're the newest team. Because they brought in 11 players in from the the transfer window. So uh, I think Watford, again, just need to keep grounded and they can definitely stay up. Maybe even a little bit more. You won't hear them talking about Champions League, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So... (laughs) Let's go from that Shelby quote did not go well. Didn't, well, didn't yeah. go down well at all. Let's go from a team that has only scored one goal to 
teams that didn't score any this weekend. West Bromwich Albion, Southampton. Oh, mate. Nothing really special from this match. Not that much happened. Especially, um, You're set the classy, where are you? <laughs> the penalty decision that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was right. It was, it was right. right? Yeah, it was right. It wasn't a penalty. He, he wiped him. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. I have to disagree here. The reason why I went um, with Dan, because if he didn't, we got absolutely clattered. No, but, There's absolutely but, no, 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 Luke Shaw broke his leg today. Could he no, dive no, out no, the way? No, no, listen, 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 listen. He fell down even before he got, like, he, he was already going down before the player was even near him. Then booking for simulation. He, he should have. He should have bought him for simulation. He didn't do it. I, I think that's a, foul, that's a foul for dangerous play. Luke Shaw got his leg not, broken today because he didn't it, dive out of the way. It was a dive. It was a hot. It was, it was, it was a, a bad dive. tackle. He it came was, in no. two footed. It was a dive. It was a dive. One, he he, he didn't slide at the player. Watch the tackle again. Um, what's his name? My man is coming from the right. Target completely misses the ball though. This is the thing. He's not in the ball. He's, yeah, he's kicked the ball forward, but he hasn't come at his feet. What he's done is slid in front of him to sort of like you know when the player's knocking the ball forward, you try and block the ball, and then he's he's ready. Decided to throw himself to even the manager's already gone. Tony P's already gone. Suddenly, said, I've seen it. He dived, but then this he dived. There's, there's no way around it. He dived. He, he dived. He should have been buffer simulation. I don't know why referee cowered out that as well. He dived. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not accepting anything, mate. He dived. <laughs> Simple. Okay. As for the game, I made the poor decision of watching that game. It was awful game. It was it? shocking. It was um, I guess the only only chance that actually came out of it was when um, Stekellenberg almost put it back put it in his own net when he um, fumbled the ball yeah but apart from that, apart from that was, um, was Berahino fortunate to st- uh, t- start on the bench <laughs> fortunate <laughs> to start on the bench this is a weird question I mean in the circumstances I mean he, he's um, his reception could have been worse yeah, I mean, that's the you say. But his statement, his statement was ridiculous in the first place. So his statement, the, but the thing is, his statement was obviously clearly said out of anger, and there's clearly been some dodgy dealings from Jeremy Pace. Otherwise, you would get that reaction. I think we need to really be careful and not be like all these other media outlets that are just like to just bash on young players. Um, because I reckon, I reckon Berahino was was probably given some promises which they didn't oh, come yeah. through on. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. as a person, not as a footballer, as a person, that's not very nice. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. So with that. Um, I think it's very easy to say, but he's getting paid X amount or Y amount. But um, if you're in your job, you're nine to five and you want to get promoted and you're the version to get promoted and your boss holds you back for absolutely no reason. You know, That's it, exactly what it is in the football terms. You know what it's like? Whether it's like, people like it or not. It's like what we said in the last pod that he has to just somehow get over this and try and get back into the yeah. team and play football because him not playing football is not a good idea for his own career. So, I mean, obviously they've come back to some sort of agreement again. He's back playing football for them. His relationship with the fans is going to be a bit dodgy, but you score goals, they forgive you. It's, it's that simple. So he has to scout and then perform. And then if next season he gets his move, he does. If he doesn't, then who knows? But apart from that, the game itself was, uh, it was shocking. Um, Southampton are lacking their edge. Um, as he said, Classy, where are you? Because they miss him big time. Um, West Brom, they, they, they played quite a defensive game at home. I think most of have had to like, keep the ball. So um, they tried to counter on them. It didn't work to that level, but... Uh, I mean, there was a much better point for West Brom than it was Southampton. Yeah, but they've both got a lot to improve on, improve on right now. It was quite a poor game. Let's go to a game that wasn't even... It wasn't poor at all. Like two teams in the minnows. Maybe, maybe you guys heard heard of them. Manchester United, Liverpool. No. Uh, so our favorite week game of the weekend. <laughs> Me and my day. Uh, I, I, I saw. I saw. Arsenal was. Huh? 
Okay. <laughs> Free one anyway. Forty-five minutes of it made my day. <laughs> I don't. I think I feel like way that got hard done by in terms of the description of the first half. It was. I feel like it's going to sound really, really stupid, but I feel like it was part of the process. It would just. It looks like way that were just winding Liverpool down. Van Hal's got to him, man. You know, what, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's what happened. We that wild Liverpool down, attacked from the off of the, uh, the second half, scored early in the second half, and that was it. The, like it took a moment of absolute wonderment from Benteke for them to have uh, this slightest glimpse of getting back into the game. I definitely agree with you in terms of our defensive organization, without a doubt. But my issue with Man United is attacking wise. Can we get the goals with this organised play that he has? Because I do believe in terms of the way we played, like the way we played tonight, although we lost against PSV, that's some of our best attacking football that we've played this season. And my issue in terms of that is that thinking that first half was not that great attacking-wise. I hardly saw any passes into the Final Four, any cutting-edge passes. Obviously, we held um, Liverpool down, but there's still an issue of can we get goals with the way that we're playing right now? Because in the second half, we only got a goal from a penny, a set piece, and a moment of magic from who I'm about to speak about later, Martial. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, this season in the Premier League, we've already scored one, the goal from Martial, the goal from Yanazai, and the goal from Matter in open play. Considering Yanazai has now been farmed off the door with alone as well. Exactly. But then you've got to think about it this way. Um, my dad defensively it's been better than they have been over the last couple oh, of years defensive. I think we're, we're quality defensively as uh, a team as a team not in terms of just relying on the back four I just think as a team defensively how we've organised we're very very solid defensively and I ain't got no issue with that I'm just thinking about more of where the goal's coming from because even from last season we had one of the I think we had the lowest yeah. goals goals scored in the top in, four in the yeah. top four yeah. in the top four yeah like 58 what's that yeah like there is an issue going on that's going beyond. And last season we had Falcao, Van Persie, Rooney, and Wilson, and Di Maria, and Di Maria. So where are the goals? I think I think it's because I think this is part of Van Gaal's brief. I think Van Gaal was came came here to do a job, and he uh, when he came first year, he tried to do it the most extravagant, exciting way, bringing in these big players. But now I feel like he's changed his his mentality um, and tried to build from the back. And making sure we've got a solid base to pass on to the, to my gigs. I I just think and, uh, and that isn't going to give us the best football at times, which is unfortunate. But um, I do feel like there's a reason why we're we're now focusing on our back or our defense even way more than before, and it's upsetting because we're all we were all brought up under Fergie United, which played swashbuckling, attacking football, using wiggers, getting the ball and grinding teams down, but still playing attacking, exciting football. Uh, but made that during the transitional period. For me, it's not even a situation of whether we're playing exciting football. I just want to know where the goals are coming from. I mean, we scored three. I mean, no, we, no, we, we've no, got no. we've got to praise our team for no, scoring three. I'm happy that we won the game. I'm 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 ecstatic. I'm just talking about you. Just got. I'm just seeing it how it is. I'm just thinking. Like, look at tonight. Where was the goals coming from? Listen, listen, yeah, listen. Where's the goals coming you're, from? You're not you're not scoring goals with Fellaini as your backup or starting striker. Is is <laughs> Listen, all right, Rooney got injured before the game. That's unfortunate. So who do you start? All right, you've got Marshall who you've just brought in or a midfielder has to go forward. I don't understand that. I, mean, I don't get it. All the strikers on this planet, you couldn't buy one or just 
Even if you didn't like Hernandez, just keep him. But I still least. don't understand how you're going to let go of Van Persie and Falcao and, and not bring on... And Wilson, send Wilson out alone. Oh, no. And Hernandez gone. And, and Hernandez as well. So all these strikers that you had have gone. You only have two strikers. A 19-year-old that is promising. We all know that he's promising. Even at the decent second half today. Yeah? And you got a guy in Rooney that can't score 20 goals. So... I'm just thinking we don't have a prolific goal score that we can rely upon and because of that I'm just thinking where are the guaranteed goals going to be coming from? We're gonna be, it's it's going to be because you don't play a system that suits matter. No. Because look at you look at it this way City have Aguero and Boney Chelsea have Diego Costa and Diego Costa Diego Costa has to score more than five goals since January. My point being they've got Strikers They've got they strikers that you know. You know they're strikers. Yeah, you know. You know um, that they're strikers. What's his name? Um, even okay, uh, I don't say. Arsenal even has Giroud. But man. Giroud is a pure striker. For example, just for example. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In terms of them, I don't even know why I used even the Arsenal example, but anyway. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there is a worry in terms of where the where the goals are going to be coming from. That's it. So as long as even we're playing the football that we're playing, if we're getting goals with it too, I ain't got a problem. Anyhow, we win. Anyhow, but not getting goals. But not getting goals. <laughs> well, the goals this weekend came from uh, Blin Herrera Marshall. Um, Martial. <laughs> Martial. My apologies to oh, the yes. commentators and everybody here. Anthony Martial. Oh yes, uh, Blin told a roof off with that. It was a great finish, um, oh, really brilliant. pinpoint. Yeah. That was a brilliant set piece. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I clearly has to go to Schweinsteiger there because one, he led a, a runner into the area where he was going, and two, he blocked off Klein from coming yes. to close down um, Blin. So yeah, he. Mr. I just got to say, Bastian Schweinsteiger had a brilliant game. Proper leader, proper leader. Calm. You know that that's you know that session that little five minute period where Liverpool started getting on top and then. Um, Daniel nearly scored and all that. What happened then? He got Get the, the ball. Like Everybody relax. I've got calm. this. Yeah. That's what you need. A calming influence and that's what he does. Um, then the penalty. I've got some stats on Bastian Schweinsteiger. Um, <laughs> that, he's won 90%, 91% of his aerial duels and he's not really known for his aerial prowess. 86% pass accuracy. And he's just able to just dictate the flow and the pace of the game whenever he feels like it. That's, that's something that United haven't had in the post Fergie regimes. Mm. Um, his his amount of experience, and you know, he's definitely going to have anything but a positive effect. Nothing but a positive effect on the dressing room because of his abilities, because of his experience, because of what he's won, because of who he is. The players have got somebody to look up, look up to. Like, there's been so many pictures taken of Schweinsteiger pulling young players aside. And that is just showing how much of a character he already is in the United mm-hmm. dressing room. How much he's already imposed himself on the team. And players like him are really invaluable to United's development. It's definitely a process. Process, was it? Definitely a process. Yeah. Oh, let's go to the penalty. Um, what was Joe Gomez doing there? Career was going nowhere. Inexperience. Inexperience. Let's just try to. Great ball back. Yeah. It's the same thing that I sort of got at John Stones last time. Even though I, I praised him a lot, but it's the sort of that at that moment in time when you just 
forget that you, you shouldn't make that challenge because you don't need to but he's young it's one of those things yeah, that's why he didn't you complain you need to make every challenge you get yeah seriously he got so, up and he just knew like yeah, yeah I've made that mistake like he will learn from me just look at the, he's actually been one of Aww. Liverpool's better signings and I know that isn't a massive compliment because they've made a load that haven't worked me, but he for, definitely for has me, he's been the most impressive so far Person. Well, um, scored a brilliant penalty. Okay. <laughs> yes, Herrera did score a brilliant that penalty. Was a brilliant penalty. Um, then let's get to the uh, most important goal of that game, of course. Ben Teke. I was taking a piss, of course. D- discuss. How good was that can goal? I just, you, you can don't, I just, don't save that. I just want to. I want to say, how good are you, Ben Teke? You've scored. What was it? I think this is his first goal for Liverpool. The second, no, second. Second goal for Liverpool against their, well, I'll give you their biggest rivals. And it matters like five minutes. Three, that, actually. That goal, if that was the last goal of the game, right? If that was a winning goal, that would be all over the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. Going down history as what a way to win that game. Yeah. But, but the situation, I think, for Benteke, as much he'll be happy to score that goal, he'll also be frustrated by the service that he was yeah. getting. Um, they are not playing to Benteke's strengths. The only criticism I have of Benteke was not using his strength to really put pressure on Blind. This uh, was supposed to be the give, game that yeah, tests Blind, give, give Blind yeah. some questions and Blind bossed it. Yeah. Smolin had his back too and I, I agree with that too but I'm just saying Benteke should have done better as much as the Liverpool team, his teammates should have done better and given him more service. Yeah, the, you know what the problem with so. Liverpool is, yeah, is I think personally that I, that um, Brendan Rodgers buys players because they're good and not because they help influence the team because he doesn't buy players with a particular system in mind. Yeah, he just he buys players because he's good players. Because Benteke has been on their list for a long time. Yeah, he's wearing Benteke because he's good and he gets goals. But then you still got another striker. He hasn't in, built in a team. He hasn't built a team. For me, I would have been. I would for my situation would have been if I was a manager. I don't know nothing about football tactically like that. But I'm just for me, I'll do everything in my power to get Sturridge back into this team. Well, yeah, I probably have to wait till November now. Because I don't think this team will really start working until Sturridge comes back. The thing is, with Liverpool, I feel like Brendan Rodgers treats it, especially when it comes to transfer um, windows, as like a child in like a Candy like store. sweet shop. He just goes in, and no trophies. buys everything, <laughs> buys everything he wants, anything he can get, and then just sort of tries to fix it together. Well, he played... Look, he can, played I just, can, I just, sorry, can I just say how it is? Brendan Rodgers should have got set last season. Yeah, yeah. Without doubt, without doubt. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're the I'm first sorry, Liverpool I'm manager sorry. in history to go three seasons without winning one thing. It's not even about the winning one thing. I think the whole season last season in itself should be good enough for you, reason for you. Because you don't come into the season after after selling Suarez for 75, yeah, Sturridge continuously gets injured, and you're in the press before the season even begins, and you're already speaking it's too highly of yourself, saying that it's going to be difficult for any other team to win you spent over 100 million pounds difficult for Van Gaal to, to, to exactly stuff like that and not only do you not finish in the Champions League you hardly score the same amount of goals you buy Balotelli did they even score more than 10 goals between them, between them that's one thing you allow Gerard to leave yeah and in his last two games the last two games that you played you conceded 9 goals mm. And scored only one. And Gerald was your and best Gerard player. And Gerald was your best player. Top goal scorer. Top goal scorer. And top assist. That 6-1 six, that six defeat. Should have been it. Alone. That should have been it. Goodbye. Yeah. Good, no. Goodbye. Good it's, it's done. <laughs> yeah. It's done. Get someone else. Because that is just horrific. Yeah. That, this guy should have been gone time ago. It was so bad. that The fact that um, Liverpool played horribly against Stoke. 
and managed to scrape a one nil from a, a one shot for Coutinho. That was billed as a massive improvement. Even the little they win against Bournemouth was from on, from an offside. Yeah, offside, yeah. and Bournemouth had a goal disallowed. Yeah. That they drew been against announced. Arsenal. They should have beat Arsenal to be honest, but they didn't convert their chances. They get popped at home three nil to West Ham. First time in fifteen years. Nil West Ham. You didn't even look like you even wanted to win the game against Man United in the weekend. That's another thing. So it wasn't as much as Man United won that game. It was more that Liverpool didn't even want to win that game. I agree. I didn't see no ambition from that team on Saturday at all. One of the worst Liverpool teams for a while, and that said something. Let's talk about that Marshall goal then, or Martial. <laughs> My apologies. Woo! That reaction. That's all I gotta say. Woo! <laughs> Was that Marshall or Henri? Yeah, it's Martial. It's Martial. It's Martial. Let's, let's, Whatever. It's Martial. It's Martial. You know, it, it's it, it, it's uh, it, it makes me happy to see that for the first time in ages at Old Trafford, may not have a player that What's takes on a player guy? and beats oh, him. God. Because the last person that did that was Ronaldo. Now, anyone that's listening to this year, because I said that, don't go with, oh, look, he's comparing him to Ronaldo because that's idiotic if you think that. Listen, he got the, he got the ball from Young Usually, last season, wherever, a player would have taken the ball, maybe pass it back to Young, look forward, pass into the middle, whatever. He said, I'm Straight taking attack mode. you Straight on. Attack mode. I've got the pace and I've got the confidence in my ability to take you on and beat you. He made Skirtle suffer. Skirtle looked like Carragher when um, Henri uh, messed up Carragher when he scored that goal. Yeah. Against Liverpool. Against Liverpool. <laughs> like, there's so many things about that goal. He had that, that confidence. And to me, man. Now, the way he finished it as well, the composure, the way he opened up his body, the way he, like, everything about it was magical. Now, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna um, try and go too far into it because it's his first goal. Let's give him time, but it's promising. It's very promising. We just know. I just know that we have a promising striker on our hands. That's the main thing. What definitely. What? But and the last thing, the last thing I want to add on, I'm saying for for a 19 year old who's been receiving nothing but flack throughout the international break, to come onto the theatre of his dreams in Old Trafford, in a game against our biggest rivals, that's Liverpool, you come on and you score your first shot, there's no wonder why that whole place went crazy. Yeah. You could tell... He shut up the press. You could tell as soon as he got the ball, as soon as he beat one guy, as you you were saying The moment moment he finished Skirtle, all you needed was a goal and and that would have been it. Yeah. Because... It's not the fact that it was a tap-in. It was the goal that he scored yeah. with the flag that he was receiving. Oh, come on now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it just shows the confidence and the, the mental strength of him. And I'm just saying, when him and Depay hit top forming, it could be fantastic to watch. Done? Yeah, you guys right. happy with that now? Yeah, we're happy. Happy Marshall? You, you got your Marshall? Yeah, we got uh, it. I just want to praise him because you don't okay. want man. Okay, he did indeed. Go to a team that didn't do well at all. Sunderland Tottenham. <laughs> one nil Tottenham. How bad was that to watch? Tottenham's dead. Mason, eighty-two. You really want the dead? <laughs> dead. Oh, had a good chance with uh, Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> Defoe was put through one on one, which often means goal. a yeah. goal. But he plays for Sunderland now, so no. But he's, not, 30, not he's, he's thirty, and he's a team that have no hope. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost another Tottenham performance, of course. But uh, Frubel found Mason on March. To be fair, finish. it was great, a very good move. I need question. No, sorry, I need questions for Harry Kane. Yeah, because you got that ball Oops. six yards away from goal. Yeah, and he had two he chances. Oops. He had two chances. And he missed Where is Harry Kane? That I, I, I need to know. He's, I ain't seen him since March last season. He appears when he's got English on. 
But he hasn't scored a goal this season. I think he scores one, then he'll probably escape. Yeah. The, the moment they finally make you the main man, you're not ready to step You've up. You've got to remember he still effectively started the season in November last year. Still. No, you know what it is? So, like, I mean, you got to give him time. He'll, he'll, he gets in the positions, he'll get a goal eventually. He, I'm he, not that worried. Last season, it. he enjoyed so much because people weren't putting pressure on him. They were just enjoying his, his how much he was reveling in the goals. I think this season now the pressure's on him to be the man. He's still humble enough to, to not let himself get too bigged up. But he's in he's in a good spot mentally. I think in terms of pressure. performances, you have to be. Teams are looking. Teams are looking for you. They know how you play. They know that you're a poacher. They know that's how you play. So they're doing everything in in their power to stop you from doing what you want to do. So how are you going to take it to the next level? You adapt your game. To make sure that you can get amongst those goals. And when you get a chance, when you're hardly getting chances in the game, you take them. Two chances, you've got to finish at least one. Yeah. Um, what was the, the thing you asked? Mason's goal. Yeah, what about yeah, sorry, I, I was thinking, wait, wait. Uh, I just want to give credit to Mason. It was a great dink, wasn't um, it? I, I can't they had, I think it says a 15 pass goal or something, but <laughs> they, were, they were doing that sort of passing it from side to side thing. As soon as he got the ball, he passed it forward and he made this run. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I think it was Kane who passed it back to him, passed it to Lamella. No, he passed it to Kane again. And he, when he, became, um, he passed it back to Lamella, he made that run. From start to finish, he did not stop. He made that goal himself. That's my firm belief. He's and what, then the pass from Lamella was fantastic. And, well, the finish. Credit, credit finish. to Mason. He, he's, he's seen this spot in the Tottenham team, but he's gone full throw for it. And now he's, 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 he's playing all the time. And he's, he's got a fantastic goal, but, Spurs, they were they, for 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 what they for the, the potential of some of the players and the, the, how good their manager is. They they're underperforming at the moment. Yeah, Pochettino is trying to build a team that is um obviously a playing side and they, they work with high energy and they close down quick and all that. You could see that from the beginning of the season. You thought, wow, this is a different Spurs side that like they're closing down quicker, they're winning balls, you know. But that promise is somehow starting to dwindle out a little bit. I don't know what the situation is. Son is a good signing. He had an okay first game. You know, mm-hmm. He's going to adapt to the Premier League as well. It's one of those things. But um, Sunderland made it difficult for them. I'm going to give a bit of praise to Sunderland because I don't think they deserve to lose that. Yeah, and they're also hitting the post quite a lot as well. So yeah. Good signs, I guess. Some good signs. Well, um, got hit the post as well, did it? Yeah, that's, that's, um, I was going to go on that because I was about to just praise um, Eunice. Ooh. Excuse me? Yeah. Not for his defensive work, though, obviously. <laughs> So we're gonna praise him, but not for what he's paid for. Yeah, because he um, he pretty much ran through um, on the right wing and then um, crossed the ball in for uh, what's his name Rodwell to hit the bar. Yeah, he didn't have a bad game in general, to be fair. Maybe, but that's maybe also because Spurs, you know, were very lackluster. But they've both got a lot to improve, especially Spurs. If Spurs want to try and get back into trying to fight for that top four spot, which they love to do, you know, they have to fight for that. Yeah, they're not there. They're not there. Spurs need to just try and get a domestic club. They're not there at top. They're not there at top four. Mm, okay, not there in the top four. Leicester and oh, well, Leicester in the top four right now, <sighs> as we speak. They won three two, of course. Leicester. Leicester. Okay. <laughs> Record nine games unbeaten in this. Um, before we <laughs> great match, what a comeback. Before we go into depth about Leicester, um, for research I did, um, for watching and listening to the game. Um, Ranieri got a lot of praise for bringing on Nathan Dyer um, for really changing the emphasis of the, of the team. And Tim Sherwood, my favourite guy, got a lot of flack for um, taking off Carlos Hill uh, for Jordan Ayew. 
Yeah, that that was a very confusing it's, sub because Hill was having a fantastic game. It's really the tale of two managers that you game. Know, you know, the thing is, right? Um, the person that let me down more than anything, I know Darren doesn't. Anything to go to show. No, the, the only person, that, the only person that let me down in that game was um, Carlos Sanchez because when Villa were dominating the game, they were on top. They looked very good, and Carlos Sanchez was stopping everything that's coming at them. And then all of a sudden, they score one, and his performance just got out the window. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking I'm thinking wait what's Sam going on so bemused <laughs> and then um, the equaliser I think was Vardy's equaliser wasn't it Vardy yeah um, yeah you know what yeah um, I'm, I'm no, gonna, no 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 not Vardy not Vardy 2-0 up, no, up the racist arsehole name was Jamie Vardy yeah the racist arsehole that was it. <laughs> you know what the person that let me down within that goal was um, Michael Richards captain because the ball was played through and I'm telling you if he put his 100% effort, which he's so claimed to do and put hard work and be so strong and all that, he would have got that ball. He was lazy. Because he'd done that sort of thing where it wasn't the same situation, but you know how when Van Persie scored that goal at City and Nigel just stuck his lazy foot out? Yeah. It was that kind of effort. Was, uh, you know, let's see if I can get it. You're, you're, you're 2-1 up. You're trying to hold it and you're defending like that. You're supposed to be the captain. Are you, are you bantering me? I ripped into you when you first signed for the club. I said, I did not rate you. I thought you were rubbish. Yeah. And you want to prove me right? Prove me wrong. <laughs> prove think, me wrong. I think, I think Villa, um, as a team, lack a lot of um, experience and leadership in the middle of the park. Very much so. Um, if they did, they would have got, they, they would, from 2 nil up, they would have got somebody like a Svansdagger does for from United who just keeps it knocks it about, takes the sting out of the, of the, was, out of the, of the game because it, you, if you're going to get a result at Leicester, it's, so, it come, it's come so abundantly clear from after they beat Man United 5-3 so you need to shut the crowd that, up. That should have been flipping Carlos Sanchez, but where do you Yeah, know? exactly. They, they failed to shut the crowd up and then before you know it, it Leicester scored right. one, they get the bit between their teeth and the game's changed. Because Villa were in control. And I was thinking, yeah, this well, is the Villa were, I see. They were indeed. Who else it? Grealish and uh, Gill's goal. It's competition to, uh, to ask uh, which one was better. Gill. Marshall. <laughs> 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 nah, Gil. And then um, the comeback was on when Delayette's uh, flick on was uh, given through, what's it, goal line technology? Yeah. It was a good header, yeah. very good header. But it wasn't the header, it was flicked. The defend, oh, he flicked. Okay, but the defending was poor as well because he, of course, the defender was goal and he somehow let him. Then, uh, him quite simply. Richie Delayet actually started for he was the most proficient tackler in the league with twenty one so far, um, which is just indicative of the way he loves to play football. They get the ball back as quickly as they can, and they just they just run at you. Maybe they're the title challengers this year. <laughs> Let's hope not, because they're, they're not going to beat City, are they? And then the the races also known as Jamie Vardy got into the score sheet. Uh, it's when Mahrez really kicked into overdrive. I find oh, it so Mahrez. hard. I mean, contrary to everybody in the British press, I just find it so hard to like Jamie Vardy. I don't care that he started off at non-league. I don't care that he played for Fleetwood. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, thank you. I, I don't buy into that crap. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, it's a fair so, so, story. So did, so did John Stead when he, when he signed for Blackburn and played well for them for a season. Look what happened to him. And then look what happened to him. So did Ricky Lambert. I prefer Ricky Lambert. Ricky Lambert played for the Scousers. I'm a Man United fan. I, I find it incredibly hard. Incredibly hard to um, to like Jerry Vardy. Yeah. 
I just yeah. He just don't I mean, like he's him. Played, he's playing well. He's not. He's not he's Jamie good Vardy, for his though. team. He's the racist. racist arsehole, arsehole, though, the Jamie Vardy. There you go. Yeah, but I just. I mean, but one thing is for sure. We haven't mentioned it before. Is um, he is um, a human embodiment of Leicester City as a as a football club. They're hard working. They run very fast. They get in everybody's <laughs> way. They're annoying, um, but they play well. And then Mara's again. Um, Put the ball into the box for uh, Dyer to head on. He's beat to the he beat Guzan to the punch literally. I literally, I, I don't know what Guzan was doing. He, he doesn't he, need to come out there. He, 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 yeah, he doesn't need to come out. And even when he went for the ball, he looked lost. He when he when he went to supposedly punch it, he the, he was nowhere near the ball. He he caused that he caused that on himself. I don't know what he was thinking in that moment, but credit to us. I mean, they they didn't give up. They fought, tried to get back into the game. Mares obviously making an impact again. Mm-hmm. You know they they they're quite annoying at the moment, like Darren said, but they're they're doing all right. I mean, I I, I enjoy watching Mares. I enjoy watching Schlup. I enjoy watching them play. I just don't enjoy Jamie Vardy. You know who? What we, fair enough. <laughs> you know a player we also like watching. Well, now we do. Marshall. No. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about Paye. Yeah, uh, West Ham two yes. 0 I won yeah. circle. <laughs> Twice Finesse <laughs> It was a rapid start from West Ham They, they won two you know, Pi with two goals of course I'm rapid so start. happy with West Ham man mm-hmm. They uh, were those so, That's like my second favourite team in the league They just saw that No Because Especially being an East Londoner um, They got quality That game yeah, The way they turned it around Because I mean They've tried to turn themselves to a possession based side But um, the stats were 39% to 61 61 to Newcastle so they hit them on their counter attack and boy Moses Moses on the pitch ripped. they oh found no, they, they have a proper counter attacking game yeah and another thing I like about them as well especially I think Mark Noble said it in the post game they are really compact defensively yeah, yeah. yeah. they have yeah. become a lot better defensively it's really hard Ogbonna even though he got injured um, his presence Having somebody who's been there, done that, played in Champions League finals, played in Serie A, uh, winning teams, it really, really, really shows that it's really helped um, West Ham. Their recruitment in general for back to front has been really good. Um, Cresswell, uh, even though he has a bit of an iffy game, he's done really man. well in general. Paye as well has given them that little bit of magic. Giving Mark Noble the full-time captaincy as well from what, for after Noble going was a, a really Nolan. good thing. Um, no, even thank you. Um, it was a really good thing because it, nobody understands the club like Mark Noble does. He's being been there, being there from day one. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing with West Ham is if they could just sort out their home form, they could be incredibly difficult. Right to step. Play West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. West Ham. I've always seen West Ham as the type of team um, that can really do something special in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, especially with the new stadium that's coming. Um, I said it before. Um, that team. It's, it's like they have the, um, a real captain that knows, like you said, that knows the team that's been there since he was a youngster. And I really, really like Payet. I think if they really want to advance and go forward, they need to keep that build guy. the team around him. They need to build a team around that guy because they they do look like a team. They are a team that unfortunately get relegated, yeah. but they're always able to get back in it because yeah. that's where they're, they're meant to be in this league. They are they are probably they are meant up, to be yeah. in this league. But it's just inconsistencies, the way the club is run sometimes that they keep getting relegated. Yeah. I really hope that I should see them in the top in at least in the top seven. If they can get at least if they can get the top ten by the end of the season, there's no there's there's 
There's no limits to how far they can go. There's certain teams that they just shouldn't lose to and yeah. that they do lose yeah. to. That's the situation. They're going to use the Olympics team as le- leverage. Next yeah, you can seriously, here. seriously. That's amazing. The, like, once they get that stadium and once the money comes in, they're going to start attracting a lot more players. This is this is the thing. They're one of the few teams outside the top four yeah. that the glass ceiling is not so, like, so, like, they're, they're so far away from it. They could they could really go as far as they as they really want to, with the TV money again increasing next year, with the stadium again increasing, their capacity and the location. And it's a great location. Yeah, it's a great location, <laughs> and West Ham fans are in numbers. Yeah, they're, they're in the numbers. Contrary to popular belief, I'd I'd say they're probably the I most really popular team in East London, if not the second most popular. And the team thing in East is, London. they they just there's just signings away. I think in terms of just a consistent base. If they really want to keep with Bilic, um to be the man to work, really run this team, they, they need to have a run of consistency and they could really challenge the other London yeah. teams. Um, and I think the Premier League needs that. Yeah. I think London I think London, London football teams really need to start yeah. making a name for themselves and really stepping up. I think, I think they're, I'd say, they're not far, if not on the same par as, as Spurs. I'd, I'd put yeah. them on, on par with Spurs. They, if might, not. They, they might become the new fifth. Yeah, so... You, <laughs> depending you, on how they play though and yeah. depending on who they sign yeah. so I think I think it's a good start though because the addition he, of Victor he, he, signed, he signed some good players but Billich when Alex Song gets integrated and we'll, I did criticise when they went out to the European League I thought they could yeah. maybe just try and give it a go but you know what maybe yeah. the plan I definitely did it on purpose yeah, nah, so. still they should have tried they should have tried I'm, I'm going to yeah. stick with that but maybe the plan is working to what he wants it to and so Aston Village does a good job, man. Oh, it's, it's Newcastle. Next. I mean, as as for McLaren, uh, we we've we've made no secret on how poor let's, a manager we let's, think let's, he let's, is. Let's, Steve let's, McLaren. Let's let the host do his thing, did it? Steve McLaren. Wally with a bro- with the brolly. Um, do you mind if I start? Because you, know. you can if you want. I'll give you a bit of praise. As soon as you, a bit from this game. What was he? Sim De Young really came on, changed the game. You did. Sim De Young. Good signing. You can make a substitution. The issue with Sim De Young. CM Dion and Perez changed the game. But then he started playing Newcastle in a system that doesn't suit the players that they have. He should have to bring players on to change the game if he plays the right system for the team. Let me just put it this way, right? Because like from the start, when we, when we, got heard, when we heard that this guy's going to be manager, yeah, I said 19th. That may have been harsh. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been harsh, yeah. That Steve was, McLaren. Right, Steve McLaren. You got... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This listen. guy couldn't even lead England. This guy couldn't even lead England to the Euros. You know, listen, listen, yeah. Why is he a manager? You got, you got sat at Derby, a club that should be in the Premier League right now. If I'm totally honest with you, yeah, because they were flying and they should they, with the players they had, they should have been here. But no, no, Steve McLaren. So he gets sacked. You make him your manager, and you expect to do something special. Oh, he bought Wijnaldum. Congratulations. Who else did you buy? Who else did they, who have they bought this year? Wijnaldum. Mitrovic. Mitrovic Mitrovic is a is a hothead right and which now they're probably thinking what the fuck am I doing here right Chancellor now Chancellor Beba Chancellor Beba's a good signing as well but he's probably going to leave in two years because Newcastle I don't understand where Newcastle see, see, thing is, yeah, see the thing is yeah, the reason I'm getting stressed now because back in the day I didn't give a shit about Newcastle winning it but now I've, I've managed to make three friends that support Newcastle and they've affected my mind so now I care about Newcastle results and Newcastle pissed me off every weekend now <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, hey, let to be go, honest, let go, let they're, they're let a go. team. <laughs> they're a team that, as you were saying, the, like, you don't know where they're going, and it's it's worrying. You know what? They'll, they'll stay up and they'll probably finish 14th or 15th this year, and that's all I got to say about that. 14th or 15th, indeed. Let's yeah, get to McLaren the. Uh, really has to go. 
No doubt. No doubt. January. It's gone. Hopefully. If we average 1.5 shots per game. <laughs> but listen, no, no, no. no. <laughs> listen. Daryl Yamba is the guy that takes the most shots in the team. Just so you did. Yeah. I was going to say that. He had the most shots on, on Monday. And they were all on target. He did all right. And he's all right back. <laughs> listen, 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 yeah. Listen. If McCown gets... No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. When McCown gets sacked, if they dare do that dumb thing where, oh, I'm going to bring a coach as manager because he knows the club, like John Carver, yeah? You must just leave the Premier League. Simple as that. Because you, you get me angry. Oh, what was it last time? Oh, they sacked two, so they brought in Alan Shearer because he knows the club. Which led them BBC to get BBC pundit who repeats what's shown on the ha- in the highlights. Cool. Who led them oh, to be relegated? Banter club. Continue. You know I'm sorry. Banter club. I'm sorry. Banter club indeed. Let's see if you can get a bit of laughs out of this. Sorry, this Craig. One. Top bins. Yeah, my bit. What bins? Top bins. Yeah, okay. We, we really, 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 really could do with a jingle with that bit. Shut up. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. Let's get to the goals, Michael. Um, You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven to Top choose from this weekend. Matic. Uh, Against Everton, Houlihan, Blind, Martial, uh, Benteke, Paye, Grelish, or Gill? Uh, for me, it's between Benteke or Gill. Uh, I'm just going to make it Gill because... You don't want to give it to Benteke? Partly that, but because um, City players have been dominating and then Liverpool players dominated, I think, last time. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was the manner of the finish. I think it was first time the way he first time bent, shot, yeah. bent it right in right into that corner. You know when he gets in that corner? That's when he gasses me. That's the top bins, right? The bins! Bins. Right in there. You know on Pro Evolution when you have this, the red, yellow and whatever colour. Oh, what, the skill games. Yeah, 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 yeah I got it. Right in the corner. That's what he did. And that's what I loved about it. So I'll give it to him this week. Plus, as if I seen that, they need a the boost. How can you not give it to Martial? Because it wasn't bins. This is, the, this is the name of the thing. Top bins. It wasn't top bins. Top Bins. It was composure it. bins. It wasn't top bins. I mean, that's a composure bin. <laughs> <laughs> he slurred it, man. He slurred it. When he was Sullivan. Yes. Let's get to the table. One four seven, mate. Manchester City are top. Uh, they've won all five of their games. Fifteen points. Leicester, Manchester United, and Arsenal make up the top four. Top three, though. <laughs> yes, United. <laughs> West Ham, you know, uh, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Everton, Swansea, and and Norwich are fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Liverpool tenth, Southampton eleventh, Tottenham twelfth. Okay, Watford thirteenth, Tottenham twelfth. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Okay, <laughs> Watford thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth are West Brom, Aston Villa, and Bournemouth. Chelsea seventeenth. <laughs> Let's repeat that. Chelsea, Chelsea seventeenth. Newly promoted Bournemouth. Yep. Where's has our better Ronaldo? <laughs> and um, the bottom three are Stoke, Sunderland, and Newcastle. Okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, Sunderland, Newcastle. North, I know, right? Northeast football is really going through the pad at the moment, isn't it? Let's get your uh, predictions for next week's fixtures. Chelsea, Arsenal, twelve forty-five kickoff. 1-0 Mourinho will not lose to Chelsea no not lose to Arsenal even he'd rather die than I'm lose going to for Arsenal to beat Chelsea because I do not want Chelsea to even have a head start or even get back on their feet to even try to win this Premier League <laughs> so <laughs> Arsenal all the way Arsenal I'm rooting for you guys um, shout out to my boy Marcus man. <laughs> yo Marcus I'm waiting for you guys to win to get me I'm waiting for I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Arsenal to open the scoring first. oh yes I'm waiting for Arsenal to open the scoring first and then um, Chelsea to equalise around the 70th minute and then Giroud to miss a hat of chances and then go one one. 
There you go. Listen, Arsenal are going to win that game. Arsenal are winning that game. I can see it right now. Aston Villa, West Aston Brom. <laughs> Aston Villa, West Brom. Birmingham Derby. Uh, Aston Villa win to no West Brom are poor. 2 2. It's a Derby. It could go anywhere. Man, don't care about that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Border of Sunderland. Oh, Bournemouth are going to win that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, Bournemouth will win that. Oh, yeah. 3 1. If, if Sunderland lose that, they're going down. Two no Listen, Sunderland are not winning that game. They're not. They're not. Simple. It's true. Simple. Swansea Everton. Ooh. Everton. Yeah, two one Everton. No. I'm, I say so. What you reckon? Swansea really need the humbling. Uh, I think it'll be. Um, you reckon Swansea really need the humbling? Judges show really pissed you off. Build that. Build that. I'm saying Everton because the first thing that came to my mind was Lukaku, and then I'm just thinking Ashley Williams though. If anybody can handle it, I think I'm going to go for a very tight game. I think I'm going to go for Swansea for that win. I think when Swansea are really going to get back on their feet. Wait for 87th minute, Naismith. Okay. Oh, listen, Naismith comes in spurts, man. We love Naismith, but we know he comes in spurts. He does come in spurts. 1-1. Well, 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 well. right. Sit on the fence. Stoke Leicester. <sighs> oh, Leicester, that game's going to be boring, Leicester, isn't it? Man. More boys for Stoke. I think it's where Stoke gets. Unless Bojan starts. I think it's where Stoke sneak a win. 1-0. Against Unless Leicester, Bojan yeah. starts, I don't think. I think Leicester will have one goal. Yeah, we all know Leicester's going to go down eventually. Yeah, but I think for me, <laughs> yeah, when, when I'm just Ma- being real. We the Steve's going to the Steve's going to run out. When, when, this, when, this, when, this ain't genius, man. When Morris, this thing, man. When Morris dressed Tottenham, then they'll get ready. <laughs> <laughs> when Morris dressed Tottenham, Morris hasn't used to Tottenham with that move. Eventually, doesn't work out. I just think. I think if Bojan does start for that team, if Bojan starts in that game, Stoke are winning that game. Okay. Newcastle Watford. Watford, you know. Boy. <laughs> oh. I'm yeah, being, I'm, being I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for that. I'm being blunt. Dead. They're pissing me off. I'm, I'm being blunt. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for that as well. Watford, you know. Man City, West Ham. 3 0 Man City. 4 1 the Habs. I'm Etihad. joking. Etihad. 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 Oh, sorry. 3 0 City. City win. That's City, yeah. Six in a row. Oh. <laughs> 2 0 Man City. Let's go to Sunday's fixtures. Tottenham Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace three one. To- sorry, man. Pochettino needs to go. Harry- wow, boy. Harry Kane to score first, finally, and then they'll capit- uh, capitulate in the last five minutes like they did against Stoke and lose two one. You say that was stipulation. Liverpool Norwich. Liverpool's gonna win that game. No. Oh no. Norwich one no. Oh no. You feel Nor- if Norwich win at Anfield? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, this is how I know we're just joking about now. Cause I'm not joking. Serious. I'm not joking. No, it's one nil. No, it's gonna beat Liverpool yes. at Anfield one nil. I said it. If Norwich. that happens, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna happens. call you. If that happens, and we're gonna laugh together. <laughs> if that happens, I want to see print screens of Brendan Rodgers' pre forty five. You need to get sacked the right there and then, man. All over. Come on, no, it's, I'm gonna beat them one nil. I'm telling you, something has to give, and it will probably be someone dead. That you know, I pray for Just wait. I'm telling you, Liverpool. Oh, they're gonna. Just watch. Last one of the weekend: Southampton, Manchester United. One-one. At what? At the Saint Mary's. Saint Mary's. One-one. Man United's gonna win that game. Yeah. Man United's gonna win that game. I'm just saying it because I'm Man United fan. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I rate you two-one Man United. (laughs) If a team is gonna win, it's Man United. But I think it'll be. Why would Southampton? If Southampton get a result from, they're dead right now. If Southampton, I'm I'm not even saying it in, in in any way. I'm just saying it as I see it. 
if we do not beat Southampton this Sunday, yeah, Southampton have been the worst they've been since they've come up to the yeah, Premier League. Yeah. So they're there for the taking. We've got to beat them, man. Let's run out. Where, where can they find us, Michael? Okay, they can find us at SoundCloud or at Free in Midfield. You can find us on our own website at www.freeinmidfield.com. Twitter at Free in Midfield. You still find us. It works. Or just type in Free in Midfield. It'll come up anyway. With the number three. And is that it, I think? Yes, it is. Retweet the podcast. Please do that. As many viewers as possible. Also, like to thank our over 20 plus subscribers on SoundCloud. We really would appreciate if you'd all listened to all our podcasts. There's notifications for a reason, you know. (laughs) Anyway, another episode of the Freeman Podcast. Good night.